Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. Dot the grovewr.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. Amen. Our God is such an awesome God. A wonderful God. There's none like Him. We give Him glory. Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of our God. I want to talk today or try and talk today from the thought, I've got my mind made up. I've got my mind made up. What can we say about Joshua? Joshua's name means Yahweh saves. Few things we could say about Joshua by way of introduction. One we can say is that he was divinely selected. He was divinely selected. He was handpicked by God, by the divine himself, to succeed Moses as the next leader of Israel. He would lead them as a political leader, he would lead them as a military leader, he would lead them as a religious leader, but he didn't put in his application, he did not submit his resume. He was handpicked, divinely selected by God himself. What can we say about, about Joshua? We can say that he was divinely selected. Number two, we can say that Joshua was dependent on the sovereign. He was dependent on the sovereign. In other words, he trusted our sovereign God to give him victory. He trusted our sovereign God uh, to do just what God promised he would do. Joshua did not depend on his military might. He did not depend on the people he had supporting him. Joshua depended on God. He was dependent on the sovereign. A third thing we could say about Joshua is that Joshua was not only divinely selected, not only was he dependent on the sovereign, but thirdly, we can say that Joshua had a different spirit. He had a different spirit, a different spirit. In other words, he wasn't like everybody else. He didn't he didn't think quite like everybody else. Some of you may remember when Joshua was among those who spied Canaan before they invaded Canaan. There were 12 spies who went in. Among them was Joshua and Caleb. Ten of the spies came back and told Israel, we can't take Canaan. We know what God promised, but we got to have common sense too, y'all. Uh, these giants are too big. There's too many of them. We cannot take Canaan. The, the, the grapes are there just like God said. The pomegranate is there just like God said. Everything is just like God said, but... But the giants, y'all, we just got to be realistic. We got to, God gave us common sense too now. We can't take these giants. But Joshua and Caleb had what God said was a different spirit. 
a different mindset, a different perspective. Rather than look at what was problematic, they looked at what was possible. They looked at what was possible. He had a different spirit, a different spirit. What can we say about Joshua? Not only that he was divinely selected, dependent on the sovereign, had a different spirit. But finally, y'all, we could say that, that, that Joshua was a decisive servant. He was a decisive servant. He, he was not wishy-washy. He was not on the fence. He was not, uh, when it came to, came to his religious convictions, when it came to who he would worship, when it came to what God he would trust, what God he deemed to be real and worthy of his worship, Joshua was a decisive servant. In fact, in our text, in our text we have a pledge from Joshua, a pledge a pledge of his allegiance to his proven faithful God and his proven or rather his allegiance of worship to this God and this God alone. Joshua made it clear. Y'all, if y'all, if y'all want to worship numerous gods, y'all go ahead. If y'all want to worship the gods of, uh, that, that, that you, your ancestors may have worshiped in Egypt, y'all go ahead. If you want to worship some of these gods you're becoming acquainted with in Canaan, y'all go ahead. But as for me and my house. We are worshiping the one and only true and living God, Yahweh. We're worshiping him and him alone. Joshua had his mind made up to worship Yahweh and no one but Yahweh. And Joshua challenged Israel to make the same decision, to make a decision at all. But the question is whether they will choose to worship Yahweh and him alone or worship other gods. So he told them in verse 15, in verse 15, to choose who they would serve. Make a decision. Make up your mind whether you're going to serve God, Yahweh, the God who is the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or if you're going to serve some other God. But make up in your mind who you're going to serve, who you're going to obey, who you're going to worship. And Israel, Israel, needed, Israel needed to decide whether they would give their hearts to God. They weren't invited to merely believe in God, but yet live as though they didn't know him at all. They were exhorted to worship him in sincerity and in truth. In verse 14, in sincerity and in truth, which meant, which meant to worship God with a sense of perfection. With a sense of perfection. I know none of us are perfect. None, none of us is perfect. None of us can be perfect. But it's, it's the pursuit of perfect, pure worship. That's, that's what Joshua is saying. Per, pursue a perfect, pure, uh, unadulterated, undiluted worship. Worship. Or even look at it this way, y'all. Look at it this way. In, uh, in light of this being a perfect worship, Joshua is also saying there in verse 14, when he tells them to worship in sincerity and in truth, he's also saying worship God with, with a sense of stability, with an unshakable stability. In other words, if you're going to start with him, stick with him. If, if you're going to worship him when you have a job, worship him when you're looking for a job. If you're going to worship him in sincerity and in truth, worship him in, in pursuit of perfection and, and, and with a sense of stability. It's not it's not sometime It's not it's not depending on what you're going through. It's not depending. It's not dependent on how people are treating you. It's not dependent on how your money is running. It's not dependent on how your marriage is going. It's not dependent on, on how your life is going, how your health is going. It's not dependent on, on the market. It's not dependent on, on, on whether or not uh, police brutality finally goes 
goes away. No, Joshua says, worship him, serve him in sincerity and in truth with stability where it's a come what may kind of worship. It's a do to me what you will kind of worship. I'm going to worship him anyway. It's, it's a say what you will about me what you will. I'm still going to worship God. It's, 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 it's a, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what the majority decides. I don't care what's popular in culture. This, I, I'm worshiping God in sincerity and in truth. I'm worshiping him with a sense of stability. Whether I'm up or down, you're going to find me in worship. Whether, whether, whether things are going well or not, you're going to find me in worship. And Joshua implored them to give God true worship, true worship that plows through all the competing ideologies and influences and worship God in him alone. Doesn't matter what Iyanla is saying, doesn't matter what Deepak Chopra is saying, doesn't matter what any popular author, new age author may be saying, I'm, I'm worshiping the God who has revealed himself and is, has a written record in the scriptures worshiping that God they 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 were to decide Israel was to decide if they would worship Canaanite deities Canaanite idols or Egyptian gods or if they would worship Yahweh and Joshua made it clear that his mind was made up to worship God and God alone you may wonder why why would Joshua why would why would this man of God make such make such a, de a declaration give you a couple of reasons real quick we're gonna raise up number one number one Joshua made up his mind to worship God and worship God alone because God and God alone delivered his people. Say that again. Say that again. Joshua. Joshua made up his mind to worship God alone because God alone delivered his people. One more time, just in case. See, some of y'all, some of y'all wrote things down. Joshua made up his mind to worship God alone because God alone delivered his people look at verse 14 verse 14 Joshua tells us why his mind is made up to worship God first two words of Joshua uh, uh, chapter 24 verse 14 Joshua says now therefore hold up right there that's it right there that's it right there that's that, that, there's a therefore in verse 14 and whenever you see the word therefore in scripture it would bless you to find out what it's there for Whenever you see the word, especially at the beginning of a verse, whenever you see it, uh, uh, Fanny, at the beginning of a verse, when you see the word, you know, therefore, it helps to find out what it's there for. So to find out what it's there for, look at verses 1 through 13. Verses, in fact, jump into verse 2. 20, Joshua 24, jump into verse, in verse 2. Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshiped other gods. But here's the reason why. Watch this. God is, start, God is about to give his resume. He's, he's giving his track record. Look at verse 3. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. This is God speaking. God said, I gave him many descendants through his son, Isaac. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. And God didn't stop there. God is still giving plenty reasons of the things that he's done. Plenty reasons for why Joshua and them should worship him. Look at, look at verse 4. Verse 4. Uh, verse 5. Verse 5. Uh, then I sent Moses and Aaron and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward, I brought you out as a free people. It wasn't Biden. It wasn't. It, it sure wasn't Trump. It wasn't Obama. It, it wasn't Lyndon Baines Johnson. It was. God says, I, I did that. 
And then verse 6, but when your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioteers. Y'all didn't have any chariots. Y'all didn't have any charioteers. Verse 7, when, the, when your ancestors cried out to me, the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I, I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them with your very own eyes. You saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, verse 8, finally I brought you into the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you. How, how many of y'all know that folk can have a made-up mind to curse you, but God can make them bless you? God said, I made them bless you. I made Balaam bless you. And so I rescued you from Balak. Verse 11, when you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them. And I sent terror ahead of you to drive them out, to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or bows that brought you victory. I gave you land you had not worked on and I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are living now. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food though you did not plant them. And so after all of this, after all of this, Joshua said, therefore, that's what the therefore is there for. In light of all that God has done to deliver us, in light of all that God has done to deliver us from slavery, I've got my mind made up to serve him. After, after all that God has done to deliver us, to deliver us from our, our attacks, uh, from our enemies, i got a made up mind to serve him. Ask Joshua why he is so steadfast and unmovable, unshakable, unswerving, unwavering, unflinching, and undaunting with this religious conviction. Ask Joshua why he and his household will serve Yahweh rather than Baal, Asherah, or any other Canaanite God. And he would say, God and God alone delivered my people. It's sort of like that one episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where, where, where Will and Carlton were being held in jail because they were arrested. Uh, they, they were accused of stealing a car. Uh, and, and then Aunt Viv, uh, the first Aunt Viv, dark-skinned dark Aunt, Aunt Viv, the, uh, the, the first Aunt Viv and, 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 and Uncle Phil came down to the station and went off on the officers. In fact, the, uh, Aunt Viv was so ready to go off, she, she took her earrings off and she was ready. She was ready to go off and Uncle Phil made it known that uh, they, 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 the, the, the police officers asked, who are you? He says, uh, first of all, you didn't ask them questions with a lawyer present because I'm their lawyer. And secondly, you didn't ask them questions with their parents present because we're their parents. And then if you don't let these boys go, I'm going to slap a lawsuit on you in litigation. Your grandchildren will need me as their lawyer. Uncle Phil went off and got them boys out of jail and he did it all by himself. That's how God can move in our lives. What God says, I'm their lawyer. That's why I'm going to bless them. I'm their heavenly father. That's why I'm going to bless them. I'm their provider. That's why I'm going to bless them. And when God has done all that he's done for you, all that he's done for me, the least we can do is make up in our minds. To, to, to serve him, to honor him, to obey him. And uh, let me break this down a little bit more, if you don't mind. If, just, if, if Joshua could tell it, y'all, Joshua, if, if you let Joshua tell it, uh, uh, and Israel should worship God alone because he and he alone delivered their people from slavery. 
If you ask Joshua, break it down a little bit more for me. Why, why should Israel serve Yahweh? Joshua would say, because Israel, uh, Israel needs to know that, that, that God and God alone delivered us from slavery. It was not Moses. It was God. It was not Baal. It was Yahweh. It was God. They, they, why, why were black people delivered from slavery in America? God did it. Praise God for Frederick, Frederick Douglass, but God did it. Praise God for Abraham Lincoln, but God did it. Praise God for Lyndon Johnson, but, but God did it. Praise God for all the civil rights fighters that we have needed and still need, but God made it happen. God made it happen. Praise God for how now we can celebrate Juneteenth as a federal holiday. God. God made that happen. God, God is behind such legislation. God did it. God delivered our people from slavery and he did it all by himself. Second reason, second reason why we should worship God alone is because God alone delivered us from sin. God alone delivered us from sin. Sin puts everyone in a headlock controlling our passions and lust. Sin had us in darkness obeying the devil. No one is exempt from such bondage, such slavery. Is there any worse form of slavery than slavery to sin? Sin manifests itself in a number of ways, y'all. It, it can manifest itself in substance abuse, racism, greed sex trafficking all sorts of all sorts of social ills that we label as social ills is really manifestations of bondage to sin can i get a witness here sin ruins dreams sin ruins ministry sin can ruin your marriage it can ruin your family your career our communities there's only one way out God must deliver through your faith in his son, Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can deliver us from sin and he can do it all by himself. It is by his grace we are saved. It is by his grace we are delivered from sin. It is through his precious blood that our sins are washed away. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If God has delivered you from sin, you ought to make up your mind to worship him and him alone not only has God delivered us uh, delivered us as a people not only has God delivered us from from sin but we should worship God alone because he alone delivers from spending eternity in hell God alone delivers from spending eternity in hell God delivers from spending eternity in hell this is it's one thing to know God can deliver from temporal situations but God is such an awesome powerful deliverer he can deliver from eternal situations eternal danger and no one can deliver a sinner from spending eternity in hell but God God and God alone can do it and he can do it all by himself if, if you ain't studying going to hell you ought to make up your mind to worship God to serve him to fear him to live for him to trust him and him alone Joshua Joshua had his mind had his mind made up to worship God alone because God alone delivered his people secondly all secondly Joshua made up his mind to worship God alone because Joshua and he alone could conclude he deemed what he deemed evil Joshua made up his mind to worship God alone because he alone could conclude what he deemed to be evil in other words when, when you have a choice to make what is good and what is evil uh, folk can tell you what's good folk can tell you what's evil but you make up your own mind you make your own judgment call as to what is good 
and what is evil. Look at verse 15. Verse 15, Joshua, Joshua left them with a decision to make a judgment call to make. Verse 15, Joshua said, uh, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord. Stop right there. Yeah. If, if it just don't seem right to you to serve the Lord. If it just, if it just doesn't seem good to you. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't seem to be the moral thing to do. The right thing. The righteous thing. The beneficial thing. The prudent thing to do. Then you need to make a decision. As to who you're going to serve. Now Joshua may be addressing whether God himself is bad, wicked, and does evil. Or if it's just an immoral thing, a flat out wrong thing to worship God alone. Now, now, now you and I know to worship other gods or idols or worship, uh, or worship our heavenly father along with other gods or idols was and still is considered evil. We don't worship God as if you go to some, some mall of religion and choose the gods you want to worship and put God uh, on the list of gods you want to worship. You know how when you go to mall, you might walk out, you might walk out with a Macy's bag and a Bath and Body Works bag and a J.C. Penney bag and, and, and a shoe store bag from the shoe stores all of y'all be shopping at. Uh, all, all, all them bags, you can't, you can't walk out of a, a religion mall with all these gods you're going to worship. We worship one. And one only as Christians, we embrace our God as the one and only true and living God with one only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Israel was commanded in the Shema to to hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Joshua, y'all, Joshua worshiped God alone because he did not deem it evil to do so. He had to draw that conclusion on his own. Let me hear somebody say on his own. He had to decide for himself that it was right and good to worship the only God who has revealed himself and made himself known as the I am who loves and, 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 and cares and who, who hears the cries for help and, and delivers and heals and provides and fights battles. Individuals within the people of Israel would have to conclude if it was evil to serve the Lord. Likewise, y'all, each individual worshiper today must evaluate whether it is good or evil to worship God and him alone. No one can make that decision for another individual. But what would influence someone to conclude that it is evil to worship our Heavenly Father? Uh, I, I can see how someone... I can see how someone would draw such a conclusion. To be honest with you, I can see if somebody said, no, I just, I'm just not feeling Yahweh. I'm not feeling uh, a, a God and Jesus. I'm just, it, it just doesn't seem right to me to turn the other cheek. It just doesn't seem right to me to, to give and, 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 and believe that it's better to give than to receive. I'm just, just not feeling it. I can see how someone would draw such a conclusion. I mean, uh, think about it. Anyone who would draw such a conclusion must not know that our God is real that he lives that he is self-existent and that he loves with an unconditional love anyone who would conclude that it is evil not good uh, that, that it is immoral bad wicked to worship Yahweh must not know that he is slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness that that he can see he can he can hear he can heal he can deliver he can provide he can protect he, that they must not know that he is faithful merciful full of grace and truth anyone who would conclude that it is evil that it is uh, wicked immoral to worship God must not know that he will walk with you he he will 
talk with you. He will let you know you are his very own. Anyone who will conclude it is evil to serve the Lord must not know that he is bread when you're hungry, water when you're thirsty, a mind regulator, a broken heart fixer, a healer in your sick room, lawyer in your courtroom, mother to the motherless, father to the fatherless, anybody who, who would deem it evil. To worship God must not know. He will put food on your table, clothes on your back, pep in your step, electricity in your slide, joy in your sorrow and hope for tomorrow. And any heathen, any heathen who couldn't see serving God as a good thing should have looked at what he had done for Israel. He chose them for his own chosen people, brought them out of slavery, fed them when they were hungry, destroyed their enemies, provided water when they were thirsty, worked miracle signs and wonders, made a way out of nowhere and brought them into their own land he promised to their forefathers and I don't know what conclusions you've drawn but as far as I'm concerned God is good and he has been good to me you've got to draw your own conclusion but but when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out I can't make your soul cry out but my soul cries out Lord I thank you for saving me. Let me put it the way grandmama and them used to put it. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Uh, let, me, let me tell you what he's done for me. For me, he took nails in his hands. For me, he took nails in his feet. For me, he hung, bled, and died. For me, he was buried in a borrowed grave. But early, early one Sunday morning, he got up for me. Is that your testimony today? He got up for me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me one day when I was lost. He died on yonder's cross. I know it was the blood. Hallelujah. A long time ago in the country, we used to sing a song. What you know about Jesus? He's all right. What you know about Jesus? He's all right. Y'all don't know nothing about that. What you know about Jesus? He's all right. Holler out. He's all right. So if you really want to know, if you really want to know what's evil, if you really want to know what's evil in serving the Lord, let me tell you this. It is evil to get started with Jesus and not stick with Jesus. So let me encourage somebody, stick with him. Stick with him. Come what may, stick with him. It gets hard sometimes, but stick with him. If you ever got started with Jesus, stick with Jesus. It's, it's not good to put your hand to the plow and look back. Stick with Jesus. The devil has designed your downfall, but stick with Jesus. The adversary will attack your anointing, but stick with Jesus. It is evil to get started with Jesus and not stick with Jesus. Here's another thing that's evil. Another thing that's evil. And that is to stray away from Jesus and stay away from Jesus. Now that's evil. To stray away from Jesus and stay away from Jesus. If you have strayed away from the Lord, come back. If you strayed away from the cross, come back. If you strayed away from where you first met him, come back. Somebody holler, come back. If you've strayed away from him, come back. Come back to the Savior, the only Savior. Come back to the Redeemer, the only Redeemer. Come back to Jesus. It is evil to stray away from Jesus and stay away from Jesus. But it's a good thing. It's a great thing when you come back to him. It's a good thing. It's a great thing when you repent of your sins and run back to the cross. Run back to the place where you first met him. It's, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a ble blessed thing when you can repent of your sins and admit and confess I've strayed away from God but today I'm coming back to Jesus. Bless his name. 
bless his name. I know none of y'all ever strayed away from him, but one day, one day when I, when I, when I came to my senses, I, when the Holy Ghost brought me to my senses, I came back. I wish I had at least one witness. I got, I got one. I wish somebody was courageous enough to admit that we, we wasn't born with Bibles in our hands. We, how, how many of y'all were raised in the church like me, raised in Sunday school like me, raised in VBS like me, but one day you got away from all of that. You wasn't hearing none of that. You wasn't studying none of that, but something happened in your heart. Something happened in your mind. Something happened in your spirit where God got a hold of you and you've been running for Jesus ever since. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to come back to him if you choose to love him and obey him and walk in his ways. That would be an excellent choice. Oh, it's not an evil thing to serve the Lord. Joshua, why? Why are you serving God? I'm serving God because he delivered my people. He did it all by himself. I'm serving God because I deem it not evil to follow him, to obey him, to serve him, to worship him. But finally, y'all, finally, yes, yes, finally, y'all, finally, Joshua made up his mind to worship God alone because he alone was ultimately responsible for leading his family Joshua Joshua why 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 is your mind made up to worship God alone because because Joshua would say because I alone am ultimately responsible for leading my family God alone delivered my people I, I give God glory for that. God alone delivered my people. God, God, God alone did that. And my, my mind is made up because I alone could choose whether it is good or evil to serve him. I, I choose it to be a good thing to serve him. But finally, I, I alone am ultimately responsible for leading my family. Look, once again, verse 15, verse 15. And if it seemed evil unto you, Joshua is talking to the nation of Israel, the, the people of God. If it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord Joshua was fulfilling his duty as a national leader in influencing the worship of Israel he laid out all God had done for them to persuade them to worship Yahweh and Yahweh alone but he left it up to them brother Jones he left it up to them to decide whether they would faithfully follow the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob but as far as Joshua was concerned he and everybody in his household would worship God and God alone God and God alone Joshua speaks as a father he speaks as a father who is responsible for his family as for me and my house we will serve the Lord as a father he commanded respect he he commanded honor and obedience from everyone in his family he, he virtually had he had virtually unlimited and unchecked authority in fact a father could sell his daughter into slavery he could have his son he could have his son stoned if he attempted to persuade his father to stray away from Yahweh. Uh, a, a father could have his son stoned if he was a glutton or a drunkard. A lot of authority, a lot of power. But the father also had responsibilities. The father was to love. He was responsible to protect, to train, to educate and discipline his family. Joshua had a made up mind to not only worship God himself, but for his family to worship God as well. He alone was ultimately responsible for leading his family when it came to worship. So Joshua led his family and his nation with a sense of duty, 
a sense of duty. He felt that it was his duty to, to not only believe in God and trust him for this or that blessing, but to lead his family as a worshiper. He did so with a sense of duty, a strong sense of duty when it came to his family. Uh, this meant that Joshua would tell his household, listen, he, he, he would tell his household, when we plant our seeds in the ground, we will trust Yahweh in him alone for an abundant harvest. We're not trusting any God of rain or any other God of sunshine or any other God or idol. We will call on the name of the Lord for all of our food and all of our provision. When it, came, when it comes to fertility, we, we will trust Yahweh to give us children and grandchildren. This doesn't forbid seeking medical help with fertility issues, but we will not trust any temple prostitutes or fertility gods to help us have babies in this family, not, not this family. Uh, what the Canaanites do to get food on their tables or babies or whatever will have no place with my house. Y'all decide, he told Israel, y'all decide what, what God you'll trust or what religious rituals you'll engage in to get what you need as for me and my house we will serve trust worship call on and obey the lord and him alone you listen if the truth is told y'all if the truth is told we can train up our children in the way that they should go you cannot force any of your children to believe what you believe but you can lead them towards saving faith and dutiful worship in jesus christ you can bring your babies to the house of God to be dedicated unto the Lord, but you cannot force them to be devoted to living holy once they come of an age of accountability. They, they must make that decision on their own. You can exercise authority and make your children come to church and participate in teaching opportunities. But let's be honest, you cannot force your child to get saved. You can tell them to trust God to handle their bullies, but you cannot force them. You cannot force faith in them that God will actually do it. You, you can tell them to trust God to heal them when they get sick, but you cannot force mountain moving faith in their spirit. You may make your child read their Bibles, but you cannot force your child to be a hearer and a doer of the word of, of the word of God. You can tell them to say their prayers, but you cannot force them to be prayer warriors. But you can certainly lead them in that direction. And that's a good direction to lead your family, to lead your house in a direction where you're serving, trusting, worshiping, calling on and obeying God. I, I encourage all fathers to have a made up mind to lead your families in that direction, a direction of worship, a direction of faithfulness, a direction where, where, where God is blessing. Can I get a witness? provide that kind of leadership the kind that suggests Yahweh our heavenly father is the only God to serve do do everything in your power to lead them to saving faith in Jesus Christ and follow him as his faithful obedient disciple pray with your family sometimes teach them what you're learning from God's word you don't have to be a Bible scholar who can teach the Bible from cover to cover but you can certainly teach what you're gleaning from the Holy Writ share your testimony of what you've seen the Lord do in the past and what you're expecting him to do in the future. When awful, appalling things happen in the news, let your family know you're trusting God to cause all things to work together for good for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. Lead your family in a place where they're trusting God to protect them and protect your family. Let them know that the stuff we say in church about God being a healer is true. He is a healer. Let them know that they may laugh at people running and shouting and dancing. They may laugh at people and what they wear and what they say and whose wigs fall off when they get happy. But let them know that some of this stuff that we're saying in church, the stuff that we say in church, many of us, we really believe it because we've seen it. 
we've experienced it we're not just repeating somebody else's testimony we've had to try him for ourselves who in here knows he's a healer because you tried him for yourself who in here knows that God is a provider because when you were down to nothing you called on the name of the Lord and God provided what you needed who in here has had to suffer with a broken heart and you couldn't stop the tears from flowing but when you called on the name of the Lord he brought healing and strength and hope for your broken heart I just need to know is there anybody here who has tried him for yourself he is he is he is who we say he is he is a provider he is a door opener he does open doors that no man can shut he is a protector he is a way maker he is a miracle worker a promise keeper and a light in the darkness we listen we say who God that God is these things because he really is I said he really is let your household know that he is real and we say what we say about him because we've tried him for ourselves lead your family in the direction of obedient passionate worship toward Jesus Christ lead your family towards God's blessings and trust God to bless him I know you worried about your son that young black man you trust God to bless him I know you worried about your daughter that young black sister you trust God and let them know that you're trusting God to bless them let them know you're trusting God God to heal them let them know you're trusting God to keep them let them know you're trusting God to deliver them let them know. I know they tired of hearing it I, I know what they say in response I know mama I know that oh here you go daddy oh here you get yeah, here here I go and one day you're gonna say here God goes you're gonna be watching God move so you're gonna just watch God move you're gonna watch God deliver you're gonna watch God is anybody praying in expectation for your family because you're leading them in the direction of faith leading them in the direction of worship leading them in the direction of praise lead them in that direction talk like that lead them in that direction because God is able to bless your family God is able to heal your loved ones God is able to protect your children can I get a witness here is there anybody here saved not because of what you've done but because your mama was praying for you how many of y'all can testify that you're saved because your daddy kept testifying to you your mama didn't give up on you your grandmother didn't give up on you your granddaddy didn't give up on you in your darkest day they kept on praying for you in your darkest days they kept on lifting you up before God they kept telling you I'm praying for you they kept telling you God is gonna bless you they kept telling you I'm trusting God to heal you I'm trusting God to deliver you I'm trusting God to save you I put your name on the prayer wall this morning I lifted your name up at the altar this morning somebody here ought to testify that the reason why I'm still here is because somebody in my family my mama or my daddy didn't give up on trusting God to get a hold of me and aren't you glad he did it aren't you glad he did it aren't you glad they prayed that somebody prayed for you had you on their mind thought enough to pray for you ain't you glad they prayed ain't you glad they didn't give up in prayer that they still believe that it was possible for you to be delivered that it was still possible for you to be healed they still believed it was possible for you to get oh you want to act like you wasn't that bad you want to act like you wasn't that deep in darkness you want to act like you wasn't that far gone you want to act like you didn't get high that much you didn't get drunk that often you want to act like you wasn't that far it was anybody listen is anybody here courageous enough to testify i was that far gone but they kept telling me i'm praying for you 
I'm trusting God with you. I'm moving mountains on your behalf. I'm trusting God to get you off that alcohol. I'm trusting God to get you off them drugs. I'm trusting God to get you out of those abusive relationships. I'm trusting God. I can't do nothing else for you. I can't bail you out no more. I can't send you to rehab no more. But I know who can heal you. I know who can save you. I know who can deliver you. I wish I had some help. Does anybody know his name? Does anybody know his name? Can I tell you his name? His name is not Baal. His name is not Asherah. His name is Jesus. The one who can save. His name is Jesus. The one who can heal. His name is Jesus. The one who can deliver. And if he's ever done it for you, if he's ever done it for you, let me tell you why. Because he had a made-up mind to heal you. He had a made-up mind to save you. He had a made-up mind to die for you. He had a made-up mind to bleed for you. He had a made-up mind to shed his blood for you. He had a made-up mind to go to a buried grave for you. A borrowed grave, but one day, one day he had a made-up mind to get up out that grave. Because early Sunday morning, that same Jesus got up from that grave and he did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for me. And I got a made up mind to praise him. I got a made up mind to tell him thank you. I got a made up mind to shout hallelujah. I got a made up mind to give him glory. I got a made up mind to tell him thank you. Is anybody here with a made up mind to yet praise him in your darkest moments? Can you praise him with a made up mind, a conviction in your spirit? Because one day he didn't just get a hold of your mind, he got a hold of your heart. There's something in your heart that cancer can't take away. There's something in your heart that bankruptcy can't take away. There's something in your heart that grief can't take away. Jesus! Hallelujah. I'm done. I'm finished. Let me call his name one more time. Jesus! If you need him to move for your family, I dare you to call his name. Jesus! If you need him to move for your child, if you need him to move for your son, if you need him to move for your brother, need him to move for your daughter, need him to move for your sister, I dare you to call his name. Jesus! I need you for my child. I need you for my husband. I need you for my wife. I need you. serve you anyhow come what may I'ma trust you anyhow come what may I'ma wait on you anyhow come what may I'ma testify anyhow come what may I'm looking for it anyhow I'm looking for doors to open I'm looking for ways to be made I'm looking for miracles to fall I'm looking for signs to happen I'm looking for wonders to manifest come what may hallelujah cause I'm a, I got a made up mind I'ma serve you anyhow. Let them talk about me. I'ma serve you anyhow. They weren't there when you got a hold of me. They weren't there when you picked me up from the gutter. They weren't there when everybody else gave up on me. But I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. Savior. I'm looking for you. Deliverer. I'm looking for you. 
give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. I got a sincere and true faith. I can't give up. I can't give up. They go to jail, but I'm still not shaking. They still on probation, but I'm still not shaking. They got high last night, but I'm still not shaking. They got drunk again, but I'm still not shaking. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God because I got a made up mind. 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 And like Shadrach, she, uh, Shadrach and Abednego, just, just like they, they, they said, listen, even if God don't deliver, even if he doesn't do it, I still know he can. Even if he doesn't do it for my child, I know he can. Even if he doesn't do it for my house, I know he can. But I'm looking for him to do it. I'm looking for him. I need him to do it. I can't do it. I can't get through to them. I can't reason with them. I can't, I can't get through to them. I, they won't listen to me. They won't hear me. But God, if you holler at them, God. God, if you touch their heart, God. God, if you lift their burdens, I know. Hallelujah. God, if you destroy the yoke on their life, God. If you destroy the burdens on their life, God, I know. Hallelujah. I know you can. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. Oh, and wouldn't it be wonderful if we weren't only looking for God to do it for our house, but you're looking for God to do it in somebody else's house. Do it for my neighbor's house. Do it in my enemy's house. Do it in my co-worker's house. I need you to move. 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 I got a made up mind. I ain't gonna quit till you move. I'll fast until you move. I declare and decree until you move. I got a made up mind. I got a made up mind. I've seen you do too much. I've seen you do too much. I've seen you do too much. I've seen you. You've done too much in my life for me to not trust you. You've done too much in my life for me to not believe that you're going to move. You've done too much in my life. Too much before my very eyes. But too much before my very eyes. You've done too much. Hallelujah. 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 We've already had altar call, but the altar is open. We've already had altar call, but the altar is open. We've already had altar call, but the altar is open. I need somebody. Anybody who's looking for God to move. Looking for God to heal. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.